You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode number 57, Endings and Beginnings. Hey guys, how are you? How was your week? How has your month been so far? We are in the depths of holidays, right? We are, I feel like the beginning of December, we're so jam-packed with all of the holiday things, right? We're jam-packed with the holiday parties, with our work, with our coworkers, the gift exchanges that we do, just all of the things. Like my kids have concerts and recitals and that sort of thing. And then, of course, with my coaching community and my husband's work scenario and all of that, we have these end of year celebrations and Christmas parties and that sort of thing going on. And we just are overall very busy in the holiday festivities, right? We're trying to get ready for the big day. We're shopping, we're hustling, we're bustling, we're doing all the things, right? And I have just been thinking a lot about this year, right? And the end of our year. And and sometimes we get so crazy busy that we don't really spend so much time to really reflect upon our past year. But I think reflecting upon our past year is super important. And usually every year I get family photos done professionally. It's a Christmas gift that I do for myself and I look forward to it every year. And when I send out my holiday cards and do my Christmas end of year review that I put with my card or I also post with in my social media accounts, it really offers me some really focused time to really reflect upon the past year. And I'm really thinking about all of the things that we've done, the highlights, right, that we were able to have. That's what I typically focus my end of year letters on is really just about all of the fun things we were able to do, the trips that we were able to go on, the things that we've accomplished either as a family or individually. I think a lot about the growth and the changes and the big life events and the things that I'm proud of. And I think it's so good for us, all of us, to really allow some space in our brains to reflect and think about how far we have come and the good things that have occurred and the blessings that have happened, because it really opens up our minds and our hearts to feeling more gratitude. And so I feel like it is super important to do this because when we give 
our brains more space to reflect upon the positive things in our lives, the accomplishments and the good things. It really gives us this natural consequence of feeling better. And when people ask me all the time about how they can feel better, especially when we're in the depths of grief, the my go-to answer always is and always has been is to reflect on the good things in our lives, to reflect on what we have and not what we've lost. Because when we're spending so much time in our loss, we forget and we don't offer our minds the opportunity to reflect upon all of the things that we do have. And when we do spend some time thinking about what we do have, we can't help but not feel gratitude. And I really believe and truly believe that gratitude is the antidote to pain, right? When we're really reflecting on what it is that we do have and the positives, okay? And so I think it's always a great idea to have an end of year review, okay? It doesn't necessarily have to be a Christmas letter or a Christmas card per se, but just allowing yourself some time to really think about all of the things that we have done and have accomplished. Now, this is not to say that when you're looking at your end of year, there wasn't some hard times and there wasn't some trials and there wasn't some challenging experiences that we've experienced. I know many of you have lost someone that you care about in this past year. Maybe you're grieving the loss of someone that you love, or maybe you're grieving the loss of a relationship or a job or something, maybe a life you thought you were going to have or something of that nature. So it's not discounting any of that. It's just giving your mind um, some space to really think about all of the things that you have gained. Because here's the thing with life, right? Life is and always has been 50-50. Now, maybe it's not 100% equal, but regardless, there's always some good things to look to, okay? There's always some positives in the things that we go through in life. There's always something that we can find about our year that has been great for us. There's always something. And when we really redirect consciously and think about those things, we ultimately are going to feel a lot better. Because as I speak to a lot in this podcast, and as well as when I coach, is that what we focus on really expands, right? And if we're really focusing so much on all of the hardships and all of the things that we've gone through, and we spend a lot of time there, it doesn't feel as good as if we are spending a lot of time thinking about all of the good things that have occurred, right? All of the blessings, all of the silver linings, all of the little hidden things that we didn't recognize while we were in it, right? And when we spend some time reflecting upon it, it really does help our overall emotional health. So I really highly recommend that each of us spend some time doing it. I really think about the way that we're thinking about things that have happened, right? 
And for many of us, we might think that this is just such a huge stretch, right? To just, especially when we have lost a loved one that we care about, especially to suicide, it can be real challenging for us to think positively, right? And what I want to say about this is that this is not necessarily a think positively cheer session. Rather, it's just an awareness at how you are thinking about everything in your life and how it, it truly affects you emotionally. So I think it's really important to spend some time to really consciously think about that, right? For example, say some of the thoughts that you're thinking are this has been a year of hell, right? And maybe we're not consciously thinking of it. Maybe we're not consciously thinking of it. But when you think that thought, notice how you feel. If you're thinking this has been such a year of pure hell, notice how you're feeling, okay? And my guess, and I'm almost 100% positive, is that it creates very negative feelings, right? Because how you're thinking is directly connected to how you're feeling. Now, if you tweak this thought just a little bit and you think about how much you've learned about yourself going through this year, right? It feels better. It just feels better, right? So it's a lot about learning ways to think about the things that we've experienced and the things that have been hard, right? To help soften how we're feeling, okay? Because a lot of times the thoughts that were not deliberately, but are truly choosing, okay, to think about creates our greatest source of pain, okay? Because it is so connected, it's so connected to how we are feeling. So if we're consciously aware of this truth and we're thinking about this, I think it's so important to consider giving yourself the brain space that you need to help your emotional health by thinking about the hard things a little bit differently and to also spend some time in gratitude because that gratitude truly goes such a long way. Okay. Now, with all that said, I think once we've really, truly um, looked at our end of year and the things that we've experienced and have gone through, that we really think about it with either tweaking the thoughts that we're thinking or even just being a little bit more conscious about how we're thinking about it then we are ready to think about beginnings, okay? And as the new year rolls around, our thoughts revolve around gaining more consciousness around our future year. So we're thinking a lot more about our goals and our ambitions and our intentions. And I think it's such a great time for us to be thinking those things, right? Because there is a sense of energy, right, that comes with a new year coming around. And there is a sense of motivation that kind of happens. And 
I feel like everybody feels it and has a lot of hope and dreams and feelings of excitement on what the new year is going to bring. And I think it's a great time for us to be thinking about how we want our futures to look and what we want to create for ourselves and what we want to be different for us, right? And here's the truth about this. You absolutely can have something different than what you currently have, okay? You just have to decide that's what you really, truly want, okay? So you need to figure out what you really want, not because someone said that you should want this or you think you should want whatever it is or your neighbor has whatever it is, or someone that you know has whatever it is, you need to really decide for yourself if this is what you really want. Because if you don't really want it, you could set yourself up for failure, okay? Because doing something because someone said to is not enough, okay? Or telling yourself that you should want this is also not enough. For example, I've seen people say to themselves that they just want to get out of their grief, okay? And it's not because they necessarily really want to, okay? Maybe they want to stay in grief for a while. And you know what? It's totally okay to want to stay in grief. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do that, but a lot of times people will feel an intense amount of pressure from their peers or their families or their coworkers or their situations that they're currently in, their relationships that they have to get themselves out of grief, but yet they're not feeling quite ready. They don't feel like they really want to yet. They're still working through it. They're still trying to understand what they've experienced, the emotions that they're feeling and the things that they're thinking. And what I want to say about that is if you don't want to move on yet, you don't have to. You can stay exactly where you are. There's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with it. Okay. So instead of putting so much pressure on yourself to just get over it, or to move on, stop it. Okay. Don't do it to yourself. Allow yourself space to be where you really want in this moment. Okay. Now let's say you have decided that you really want to get out. Okay. Maybe you're done. Maybe you're just feeling like you're tired of it. Maybe you feel like you want something more. Okay. I coach people who are in this place where they really just want more. They're just tired of being stuck in this cycle of grief, really stuck of just feeling guilty and repeating those same thoughts in their head where they're wondering what they could have done or what they should have said or how they should have showed up for their loved one. And they want to stop feeling so guilty and feeling so much regret for the things they didn't say or the things they didn't do or the things that they did and they did say. And I think there comes a point for a lot of grievers where 
they really want to move from it. They're just tired of being there. It's just they feel like they don't know how. They feel stuck. They're unsure on even where to begin. And I just want to tell you, just having the idea of moving on and being able to have a motivation to even try to move forward is huge in and of itself. Okay. And so if let's say you're there and you really do want to move from that, what I highly recommend is taking small steps towards going for it. Okay. Now, maybe that's just finding out more information. Maybe it's finding out more information from a counselor or a coaching program, or just maybe it's just finding information through nutrition or health or anything like that, right? So I think sometimes just taking these small little steps are huge because what happens when we take small steps and we're able to succeed at the small step, it offers our brain this little quick dopamine hit, okay? And when we have that quick dopamine hit and we feel some success in what we've done and what we've chosen to do, it motivates us to keep going, okay? So I always recommend to just take some small, actionable step towards going for whatever it is, okay? The next thing I suggest is creating a goal, okay? Now, your goals don't have to be big. They can be if you want them to be. But I would say just have a small goal in mind. Like, for example, say you're so tired of grieving and you just want to maybe join a support group, okay? And maybe the idea of joining the support group just feels a little bit too daunting or a little too overwhelming and you're afraid and you're scared and you don't know what that looks like and all of those things. If that goal feels like it's just too much for you to handle, maybe you just have a goal of showing up to one session, okay? And that's it. Just have a goal of showing up to one session, okay? Instead of saying you're going to join this group and that you're going to go to all the meetings and all of that, that can feel a little too overwhelming, but just committing yourself to showing up to one session, right? Feels a lot easier for you to do. Okay. Because it can be such a big jump from making a decision to join this group as opposed to just wanting to be curious a little bit about what these groups are and what they could potentially do. So just making the goal to just show up to one session can be huge. Okay. Now, what I also want to say is that once you do take these small actionable steps, what typically happens to our brains is that it creates a little bit of momentum. Okay. So when we start seeing the successes happening and we start seeing, oh, I was able to show up to that one class, you're going to find yourself being motivated 
to do more. Now, does that mean you'll join the group? I'm not sure. It could be. It could mean that you'll join that group because you'll see it's not so bad. But maybe it'll put you on a path to trying something different. Maybe it'll put you on a path to try something else because you'll see that you were able to show up to that one session. And if you can do that, then you can do this next thing. Okay. And I think it's really important to recognize the power in that, that when you're able to accomplish one small actionable step, that this momentum that you've created will create some motivation for you to try the next thing. And before you know it, you'll be able to do bigger things that are really, truly going to improve your lives. So there's a lot of power in just taking small, actionable steps. So here's the takeaways from today's episode. Number one, really just thinking about all of the things in your year that you've accomplished, spending some time, giving your brain space to feel gratitude and to reflect on all of the positive things that have happened this past year and try to allow yourself to think about the hard things and the difficult things that you've gone through with give that less space in your mind and give space more and in your mind about things that you were able to accomplish and do. And that's going to be really huge. The second thing is to create some intentions for the year and just do small steps towards going for whatever it is you want to go for. Okay. Make small little goals and that's it. And you will be able to see some successes and it's going to motivate you to do more. And overall, the big takeaway from all of it is you're just going to ultimately feel better. And I think that's what we all want, right? Is to just feel better. Okay, my friends, that's it for this week. Beginnings and endings. So it's been a great and wonderful end of year. There's some great things happening starting next year and I'm so looking forward to it and I hope you all are too until next time my friends have a great day bye-bye thank you for listening to the survived to thrive podcast if you like this podcast please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes also check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox. 